So, hey everyone, this is In a Nutshell. I'm Natalie Rabbit. I'm Abby McGill. And for our first topic today, we're going to be talking about the Iran assassination. Um, so, Trump ordered an airstrike that killed their leader, which was... Uh, so, he Kasim was on his way to the airport when the strike hit him and killed him. So, there was a lot... Of controversy going on about that aspect of it wasn't he like not immediate threat or something yeah like, so that's like the big question like was he an imminent threat like at that moment like driving to the airport wasn't he imminent threat so the reason trump ordered this was because he heard that he might blow up the u.s embassy in iran i guess um or in no in in Baghdad. Baghdad. Yep. these words are really hard to pronounce so i think we're saying some wrong forgive us um but so he wasn't he wasn't on his way to blow it up so it's an interesting thought of like was he a threat at that time i don't think so but i don't know because i'm not physically there right in the situation you know like yeah it's a weird because it's like no he's he's not gonna blow it up right now and like did that end up making it less safe for like controversy because now there's just like a lot of like conflict between iran and the u.s and it like kind of like that act kind of sparked it and it's like wonder if that's because of that strike like if he hadn't made that strike and just like took a different action like how it would be different and all the protests and stuff between iran and its civilians and yeah like there's been hindsight yeah there's been a lot of um but also like mourning very publicly about their leader uh like in the streets with like signs of him like several memorials set up of him and i think that's really interesting that they have that much respect for him not that i don't respect him as a leader or as a person but i think it's interesting because i think america would treat that situation very differently like if president trump died i think we would handle it very differently so a third of us would care a third of us would not care and a third of us are like very diehard trump supporters right you know start throwing hands right like i don't think anyone would truly be like oh yes thank goodness he's dead like because most people aren't heartless like that they'd be like man that's horrible like another life lost but there i think there yeah i think there would be some people like trump supporters who would just not be doing well polarized politics we love that Um, so back to the imminent threat, uh, Mr. Elick was here the other day when we were talking about this and he made a really interesting point that, um, Clinton had the chance to kill Osama, Osama bin, bin Laden, Laden, but he chose not to because he wasn't an imminent threat or whatever other reasons. Uh, so that's an interesting thought. Like what if, uh, this Iranian leader was going to become a, like, gonna cause like a lot of terrorism or a lot more conflict if he was alive uh and that's something like we'll never know but it's a big what if and interesting thought mm-hmm. interesting parallels abby yeah well thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i mean it's just it's a really devastating thing i guess yeah. yeah for the country at least right yeah um it was a great way to start off 2020 you know right <laughs> yeah conflict in iran in the u.s going yeah Going head in head, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
right, so now we're going to talk about another tragedy that's gone on in Iran, uh, is the plane that crashed in Iran. So this plane was sent from, or it came from Ukraine, and it was a Ukrainian jet that was hit and then crashed after it's taking off. And, um, oh, it came from the Iran airport, uh, but 62 Canadians were on that plane, and uh, so... There were no survivors? Yeah, or everyone lost their lives. So, um, unfortunately, 176 people were on that plane and no one survived, which is a very devastating thing. Um, they're all ordinary citizens. Um, like, the time- but, like, the timing of, like, the- like, how the missiles went off and, like, the timing of, like, the Ukrainian jet, like, leaving. It's, like, kind of too close to be a coincidence. So, but Iran has in fact come out um, now that there have been two missiles that unintentionally hit that jet and caused that jet to crash. And um, there have been videos that have emerged um, showing the one missile hitting the jet. And then there was a second video that emerged about a week later and um, showed a second missile hitting the jet. Um, then also the person who filmed those videos was actually arrested, so they have the I guess the Iranian government has the videos in their mm. custody yeah. to um, inspect and looked at, look at and just see like yeah. what actually happened. Yeah, I think that's really interesting that they arrested the person who recorded the videos. Like, they didn't actually do anything wrong. Here in the United States, we have like the freedom to do that, I guess. Right, yeah, I wonder I, if it's like different. Yeah. Um, Constitutional rights or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's really, it's, it's sad because there's just like a lot of tragedy going on right there for a small population of people and they're just like experience a, a lot. Also, it's a great way to also start 2020, you know? Mm-hmm. Iran acknowledges it fired two missiles, confirms it, you know, does all I, the fun stuff. Does Iran, um, verify where the missiles were headed? People think it was headed toward the U.S. base right outside mm. like about a hundred miles northwest of the iran airport where the ukrainian jet took off from they, they think that's where they were headed yeah that's kind of terrifying because that's what um president trump was scared of um apparently the u.s is supposed to send support i just looked at that so um and what's also interesting is that iran is not going to send the planes black boxes like the black boxes that are found in a plane's co cockpit that like can tell that can like that record yeah. everything oh, so wow. like they're not going to send them abroad <clears throat> to foreign countries and governments to have foreign countries investigate them which is actually a like they're retracting their promise to do so apparently oh that's not yeah that's not good so i mean i find it kind of interesting that they're not going to share the black boxes and they're going to keep the black boxes yeah right like why would you why can't you share those which is what are we going to find on there interesting i mean because it can it can tell the story i guess even right though, oh i guess iranian authorities don't have the necessary technology to like get into these black boxes all right yeah so that's it for this one thank yep. you see ya <laughs>
uh, I think a law enforcement starting them. It's also on the eastern side of the country and they're very big right now. A lot of people are gathering and donating and trying to support this cause. Okay, so I have a question. Like, I don't know how it started, because, like, all of a sudden, to me, it just seemed like it came out, like, nowhere. Like, it wasn't, like, right. a thing of, like, oh, it's going to get bigger. It was just, like, bam, there's yeah, these, like, like, big fires. There's a really big fire. They're, like, Australia is on fire. That was the first thing I saw, and I was, like, all of Australia? <laughs> I was, like, what do you mean Australia is on fire? I was, like, you usually don't just refer to a country slash continent and be, like, it is on fire. Like, you say oh hey there's this like city in australia that's like experiencing really bad fires right now they were just like no australia is on fire so i was like what so i like looked into it and i was like oh that's what they mean because like like a very large portion of australia is on fire and it's affecting yeah so there's a lot of people that are affected um last i heard that people were like moving to the beaches like just like kind of staying on the beach near the water um because that's basically like the last place people can go um i know a lot of wildlife and animals have been displaced like a lot uh-huh. of forests and stuff has just been like absolutely destroyed and there's this i guess big huge thing on instagram right now because i keep seeing it on a bunch of people's stories yeah. they like share to donate or yes. whatever yeah and there's like a lot of people gathering to donate and people are like very concerned for this it, it kind of goes in with like the environmental issues that a lot of people are going on like climate change or whatever like whether or not you believe it like the fires are happening so like whether or not you believe it's from climate change like you can't ignore the fact that there are fires and that like they're bad they need help because like there's only so many firefighters in australia or they only have so much time on their hands like they only have so many so much money like I feel like the, and then there's countries who have sent, um, like, supplies and, you know, like, law, not law enforcement, like, yeah. firefighters yeah. and, like, people to help yeah. fight these fires. So, like, I know yeah. the U.S. has sent people over to Australia. Yeah. Um, there's some other countries I can't name off the top of my head, but, I mean, the support's been practically worldwide mm-hmm. for the past, like, week. This has seen, like, a ton of pictures, too, of, like, firefighters just, like, laying somewhere on the ground because they're like in the middle of fighting fires but obviously they can't do it 24 7 so they need a break uh they just look so worn out they like their firefighter clothes don't look in their prime shape um like the pictures of them like saving koalas and stuff i mean like the koalas are adorable but it's so sad that like all these animals and all these like natural habitats are being destroyed yeah. So the biggest fire that's currently burning out in Australia is called the South Wales Bushfire, which is in the province in one of like Australia's mm-hmm. states of Wales, which I think is in like the southeastern part of the country, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So like this is, I'm showing Abby on a map where all these <laughs> are, but I obviously as people who are listening are not going to be able to see this. Um, so like right there, basically it's like this whole entire like eastern side, oh, wow. the eastern seaboard it's like, of the yeah, it's a country. Lot. Yeah, so like right here is New South Wales. So like this is like where all the heaviest fires are right there. Yeah. So like eastern, and it kind of like loops, just like a nice yes. little curve around it. Um, although I've fire pits. Yeah. And then apparently they're getting like some rain right now, so that'll bring some that'll help. Yeah. Badly uh, needed hope. relief. Uh, yeah. Um. 
the eastern part of Australia has been in a really big drought, whereas the western part um, has gotten a lot of rain and just like mm-hmm. a lot of like relief, but the eastern part hasn't, so it's been really dry and it's been really easy to spark some of these fires, which unfortunately have been burning for about three weeks now, I feel yeah. like. At least as far as it's like been, I've known Yeah, about it's them. been a while. Yeah, so it's been a while. Obviously, it hasn't been like, you know, California, where California was burning for like two or three months right, before was, it yeah. like completely stopped. But, um, yeah, that's another interesting thing. Like, these fires have been happening a lot of places. And in California, it's, it's a little more common, so people were a little more prepared for it. But Australia hasn't really had this kind of thing before. Um, not that I know of, at least. Uh, not recently. But it's like California was able to handle it better because they had that several years um but this is really new to australia and it's really big and these are um historical wildfires too like these are the biggest like fires australia's had in a long time so the worst blaze of the country the country's seen decades wow but unfortunately there really hasn't been enough rain to put out any of these fires and unfortunately even worse some of the lightning that's come down from these storms have even sparked Mm. further blazes and just made it a little bit worse for these yeah. authorities and firefighters who are fighting these fires. Yeah. Yeah, so um unfortunately one of the for worst, I guess, kind of sides of these fires is that social media has taken right. these Australia wildfires and have um made memes out of them. Yeah. I've seen several like oh, like when people think it's from climate change. But like like you can't deny the fact that there's fires going on right now like why are we debating right now whether it's from climate change or whatever else people think it's from like there's fires happening so let's help instead of making memes about it as like all the memes i've seen are about like bashing the politicians who right. like claim it's from climate change but like yeah. it's not like direct the memes aren't directly about the fires it's about the politicians but at it's the same about time, the politicians it's like but like I feel like in this situation, it's not an appropriate thing to be making memes about it because it's such a serious situation. Like, people can make memes about other, like, slight inconveniences and people will find it funny. But, like, when it's such a serious thing that, like, everyone in the world knows about this right now. Like, everyone is like, wow, this is not good. Like, I, I wish I could do something more. Um, and then people go and make memes and say, oh, haha, you think it's from climate change? Well, you're wrong. And like, climate change is such a like touchy subject, I feel like even like it's it's getting to the point where it's a touchy subject because so many people are like, no, climate change is not real. Or people who are passionate about climate change are like, this climate change is a problem. And whether or not it's from climate change, like you cannot deny the fact that these fires are bad and that they're happening and the weather like those lightning storms are not helping it. Um, the drought was not helping it, so it's it's coming partially from the climate. Yeah. At this time, the statistic I'm currently looking up is that there's like 10,700 hectares of land burned, which is like equals 26 million. Acres. That's a lot, right? And then. Um, you know, there's almost been 6,000 buildings destroyed, and unfortunately, there's been 28 total civilians um, as of January 8th. Oh, man. So, yeah. Might have been, it might have yeah. been updated since. Right. That's, yeah, that's really, really 
Libra. Um, oh, so it started in 2019 too. So yeah. it's been going on. Almost. Uh, it's hard because it's it's not one of the fires. It's not like a house fire where you can just take your hose and like get it off. Like you can't just take the fire, fire truck hose. Like yeah, hook it up to the fire hydrant. Like it's it's, it's like it's out the country. <laughs> yeah. Down under, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's gotten so close to the Sydney Opera House and the Sydney Harbour Bridge mm-hmm. in December. Um, oh. Yeah, I saw something too that was just very recently that the Sydney Opera House put on their like the white things. I don't even know what they're called, but sometimes they'll display pictures up there and they put up a picture of firefighters. I'm going to see if I can find it, which obviously no one listening will be able to see. Yeah, so it's like on the things it says it has several pictures of firefighters like just working together and then it says, thank you fireys, which I'm guessing is their term for firefighters. Um, It has two little hearts by it and it's like it's really like nice that they said that they put this up the caption it's from cnn it says the sydney opera house honored australian firefighter saturday with a moving tribute illuminating its sails with images of the crews battling the bushfires across the country the quote is we want to send a message of hope and strength and importantly to thank the emergency services and volunteers for their incredible efforts and courage the opera house said on twitter at least 27 people, including volunteer firefighters, have died since the fire season began in late July. Oh, so the, so the fire season began in late July, but I think it just, I guess I, I guess we just didn't hear about it until it was like, this is really bad now. We probably didn't hear about it until December yeah. because of the new South Wales government declaring a state of emergency. Mm, yeah, so that would make sense. So I don't think it was that bad until they, you know, declare a state of emergency. Um, and I feel like we also need to talk about, like, how like passionate some people are about like support about like supporting Australia like yeah. around the world. Like I know there's several people here at South that are like, you know, we're helping, taking charge. Aus- yes, yeah. yeah. Australia, sh- like I like there's several people that I've noticed like on Instagram that have, like done like yeah. a share and like a dollar donation or something. Right. But I've- I think that's yeah. I think it's I think that's a good attitude to have because it's like it's a really like uplifting thing because it's like you know. You never know what difference one person could make. Maybe they were like, $10 short. That's probably unrealistic, but maybe they were $10 short and you got them that $10. Like, who knows? You know, and there's just like, that's a good attitude to go about with this. And that's a good attitude to go about with literally everything else in your life. Um, And then there's like some people in my classes that are like, you know, constantly like send prayer requests and just like, they're like, but then they talk about it and you can see like how passionate they are. Yeah. Like like, people like body language and stuff. Like, it's like a very like yeah. serious issue. Yeah. I think it's more connected to climate change more than anything. Yeah. I think it's really cool. So like I I definitely like care about climate change, but like it's hard for me to be passionate about it because I just like don't know enough about it. So like I think it's really cool that people like have like t- taken their time and they've like done their research and they've like they they figured out ways they could help they've they've decided we're going to pray for them and they've decided to do whatever they can to help or spread awareness like even if they can't donate money because because we're all students we're young we, we're saving for college like we ready to give money but like it's it's good that we can spread awareness and at least like do that and that helps yeah okay so this is a map 
that shows like the timeline of like where the Australia fires have been popping up. Um, obviously, our listeners are not going to be able to see this, but basically since November first, twenty nineteen, to to now. To, oh wow! Yeah. You know, they're like all over. Basically, yeah, mostly, the whole entire country. Mostly on like the eastern coast, and then like a little bit up north, and um, then on the eastern coast too. Say what site that is. Um, it's on the British BBC network, the news. Um, so if you want to look it up, there's you know, you can go on the previous very nice little graphic. Yes like one of those i don't even know what you would call it like motion yeah yeah it's kind of like a radar like a weather yeah radar, yeah it's like a like... weather radar but for fires yes. yeah <laughs> it's really interesting i feel like it's it's a very informative radar it is because yeah. it shows how big it's grown it's honestly stunning yeah. because you can see how hard yeah. the, and you know new south wales has been hit and then queensland's been hit like basically to the and very tip aren't, of like, like most of the populations like around it because people don't really live in the middle of australia yes, so so, like, so the fires are breaking out closer to where people, people actually live and then people are backing up to these beaches down here oh man yeah which is really sad yeah that's yeah. crazy to think like if our, if all of st louis was on fire and then we had to start moving and stuff yeah. like that would be so crazy up. to think about because like you have to move like here's my home but now I have to leave it. Like, that's, and that's happening like all around and tons of different situations. People are having to leave their homes and like having to leave your home because of a fire, whatever, war, whatever's going on is terrifying to think about. Yeah, and then also like the amount of like wildlife sanctuaries that like are in Australia. So they have like all these wildlife and they have oh, to keep yeah. constantly moving all these wildlife. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's just a lot going on in Australia, so keep them in your thoughts and prayers, and yeah. yeah. In all of our previous segments, we all talked about things that basically started the new year and the new decade. Um, a lot of kind of upsetting things there are some more positive things uh not so positive there's world war one memes or world war three memes like oh i'm 18 so maybe i'm gonna get drafted which is which is what was it was funny for a while but then like they kept going and then like these bad things that we just talked about were happening and we're like wait is there actually gonna be a world war three and that was like it's kind of terrifying actually what do you think? Um, so there was a meme going around for a while. It was uh, one of the Jenner girls that was like putting on makeup, uh-huh. like it was clown makeup, and then like at the top it said like when you like when you see other people getting drafted in World War Three, and then you get your letter that you've been drafted, which at first was kind of funny. Like I right. like I found it funny because I'm a female and I don't have to sign up for selective service. Right. But all my <laughs> guy friends do, so that's like kind of like a little like yeah. scary. Um, but. For a while it was funny and now it's just kind of like depressing and kind of mm-hmm. annoying because you know all yeah. the everything like there's really no immediate threat of a war anymore so that's like the only thing that's been popping right. up on my timeline i've also seen a lot of like ones where it was like women's making like tweets or women making tweets or something like um oh since i'm a woman or she was like 
you know, we shouldn't have fought for equal rights. Now we're going to have to get drafted. <laughs> and she was like, you know what? Actually, I'm fine just staying home, being a housewife, cooking, cleaning. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of funny because it's like, we're all like, we want to be equal. But then we're like, oh, actually, we don't want to be drafted. So um, <laughs> so it's like, okay, hey, guys, how about we make up our minds? <laughs> um, yeah. Although equal pay would be nice, though. Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Also, uh, moving on to the Golden Globe Awards, uh, someone at the beginning—I don't even know who it was. I didn't there, watch. There them. was an—I didn't watch them either. But I saw this, and it was one of the only things I saw from the Golden Globe. It was like this quote and like something from Jennifer Aniston, I think. Um, oh, great. So it was. Do not make your speeches about politics, because so many times people will go up there and be like, "Thank you." Now here's a bunch of politics, and then like, and then people just get annoyed, and then it starts like debates, like, oh, they're they are a Democrat, or like you know, like whatever it and is. Just for a bunch of tweets. Yeah, and then it's just it's like dramatic. So they were just like, please don't make your speeches about politics. Like, just like be be happy. Like if you're gonna spread awareness, that's cool. But please don't be like, I support Trump, or I hate Trump. Like that's. That's not what this is about. So just be like thankful for like what you just earned tonight and like spread awareness of the arts or spread awareness of like um, the fires. Like, and I think, I think that's what Jennifer Aniston's was. I can't remember, but I think it was something about spreading awareness of stuff going on. Yeah. I, I just feel like basically since Trump got elected, like every like, like nomination or like awards, like show like the Oscars, the Golden Globes, the Grammys. Um, the AMAs basically have been like so highly politically charged with like yeah. people feeling, especially celebrities feeling the need to speak out about mm-hmm. their political views and it's honestly gotten kind of annoying to the point where I don't yeah. really watch award shows anymore, I just like hear about it Yeah. or I just look at like what people are wearing on the red carpet, Yeah. which are in- more interesting yeah. more than anything. <laughs> yeah, they really. Be, like they really dressed like that. Yeah, and you're like, interesting. And then people will like, <laughs> I think it's really funny when people like comment like, oh, this is such a work of art. And then I'm just like, yeah, it there's is. There's something there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's either nothing there or it's like 20 pounds of clothing. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> you do, do you, you know? I was like, I guess that's how fashion works. <laughs> and then they're wearing their two tall stilettos or heels. Yeah, or I'm like, I don't even know how they're walking in this. And then it's like, supposedly they're doing it all night. I don't know if they're doing it all night. There's no way. Yeah. I feel like I feel like most of them, especially if they have like a big dress, they just slip it off, slip off their shoes under their dress when they're sitting down. Yeah, especially under the table. Yeah. Okay. Do the next one now. That would be really awkward if you were like at an awards ceremony and then they like call your name because you won the award. And then you're like, <laughs> your shoes, shoes were off. off. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so yeah. awkward. Like I could just see my I could see me that happening to me, going to be honest. Yeah, same. And then, like, I would struggle to put them back yeah. on. Okay, so um, moving on to our next thing. Um, so in the past, like, couple of years, even really hasn't been in 2020, although 2020 people think this is going to be a year where some movie directors come out with movies that have actors who are played by CGI. Um, so, like, dead actors, like people like Carrie Fisher and other people um, will be have lead roles in movies but they're not really in the movies they're being used by cgi which at the same time is like kind of cool but then like also terrifying 
Like, imagine, like, imagine seeing, like, Robin Williams, Williams pop up on your 2021 movie, and you're just like, what are you doing here? Like, I mean, even though, like, I know Carrie Fisher's, Carrie Fisher's family gave, uh, the movie directors who were directing the last Star Wars film the rights to, like, keep her in the movie just yeah. for, like, you know, for the sake of, like, wrapping up the storyline. Interesting. But, like, how, like, you know, ethical and, like, you know, how moral is, yeah. the, you know? That's like, really interesting to think about. Is yeah. it still, like, infringing on people's, like... Yeah, I wonder, I guess, I guess if they gave permission, it would be okay. I feel like it's still, like, weird, though. It, yeah. Like, like, it's also interesting because they can pull it off. Like, CGI is good enough that they're they're going to be able to do Other news is there's a first woman who is a head coach of a professional... Baseball team. A professional baseball team, yeah. A male team, which is um, kind of interesting. She's the head coach of the New York Yankees, and she's a full-time hitting coach. Um, yeah, that's really interesting because women... Woman in baseball is a really interesting one too. I feel like it's very like patriarchal, like you know. Yeah, like men play baseball, women play softball. Like it's the same thing, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, I wonder if she played softball as like a kid, or if she played, or if she did play baseball, because like there's definitely women who do play baseball. So I'm wondering if like, or maybe she did both. I don't know. But I like that. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> And then also, this 2020 is going to be the year where a lot of other sequels come out. I know a lot of Avatar fans have long awaited the Avatars. Three? Yeah. The sequel? Still the trilogy? The trilogy, yeah. yeah. I saw it the other day. Yeah. I've never seen Avatar, so... Yeah. I, you know, I, I know it's a yeah. bunch of blue people. That's about it. Yeah. I, like, really wanted to see it, but I was, like... Like, I was, like, too young. My parents were, like, you're not watching PG-13 until you're 13. So I got a couple when I was 12. And then when I 13, I finally got, like, all the PG-13 movies. But it was, like, 10 when the first Avatar came out. And I was, like, I want to watch it so bad. And then I turned 13 and I never watched it. <laughs> so. Yeah. So there's also, like, a lot of long-wave single sequels, um, you know, movies coming out. I feel that every year they say this year is going to be the year for movies. Yeah, and it always ends up feeling like some right. of it backfires. Or they'll say like the movie's coming out this year, but it's not actually coming out till next year. <laughs> like, yeah, especially right now where it's like it's gonna come out this year, but by this year they mean twenty twenty one, like the spring of twenty twenty one. That's not this year, but okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Well, a lot of big things already happened in 2020 and a lot more to happen so let's hope this is a good year um and the rest of it is better than a lot of the tragedies that have happened in the yes first. we need some good two or three weeks because it's still motivation. january yeah yes. it's still january so let's it's hope only january. february through december is better <laughs> <laughs> it's only january yeah. guys i always um, feel like january drags yeah should we do like a little thanks for listening yeah all right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll be back soon with another podcast. So signing off, this is Natalie Rabbit. This is Abby McGew. Peace. Peace.